Hello, everyone, and welcome to the latest edition of the Energy Union Law podcast series of the Florence School of Regulation, which will probably reach most of you while working from home in these days of crisis. I'm also recording the podcast from home, and I hope that my two-year-old daughter will not interfere too frequently. In today's podcast, I would like to talk about the COVID-19 emergency state aid rules put in place by the European Commission on 19 March 2020, the temporary framework, and on further developments in the first week of its implementation. My name is Clemens Ziegler. I'm the founder of Ziegler State Aid Antitrust SRL, a Brussels-based boutique law firm focusing on German and EU competition law, as well as on EU state aid law. I've been practicing law in Brussels and other places for more than a decade. Amongst others, I've represented clients in proceedings before the EU Commission, the Bundeskartellamt, meaning the German Federal Cartel Office, and various courts in Germany, as well as before the EU's General Court and Court of Justice in Luxembourg. I'm also providing general competition and stated law advice, including on the design and implementation of competition compliance programs, both off and online. The outbreak of COVID-19 has led to a severe crisis in terms of public health for citizens, for societies and the economy. The EU Commission has reacted very quickly and issued a number of important communications. One of them was released on 13 March 2020 to the other EU institutions on a coordinated economic response to the COVID-19 outbreak. It called for ensuring solidarity in the single market, for mobilizing the EU budget and the European Investment Bank through liquidity measures, through alleviating the impact on employment and through a coronavirus response investment initiative. However, while Commission President Ursula von der Leyen noted on 13 March that the EU, quotes, will do whatever is necessary to support the Europeans and the European economy, close quotes, due to the limited size of the EU budget, the main financial response can only come from member states. Therefore, stated measures are an important instrument to achieve crisis mitigation. This podcast will focus on state aid and therefore mainly discuss the Commission's temporary framework that has been announced on 19 March 2020, as well as on the state aid approvals in the first following week and changes to the framework announced on the 27th of March 2020. The 19 March communication is called, quotes, Temporary Framework for State Aid Measures to Support the Economy in the Current COVID-19 Outbreak, close quotes. As the framework notes, the impact of COVID-19 hits the economy in multiple ways. A supply shock due to disruption of supply chains, a demand shock caused by lower consumer demand, then uncertainty of investment plans, and the negative impact of liquidity constraints for undertakings. While the temporary state aid framework that has been put in place during the 2008-2009 financial crisis has served as a model 
The new temporary framework makes clear that none of the measures now possible can be qualified as a measure under any of the instruments put in place to mitigate the impacts of the financial crisis. They would therefore not be assessed under any of the state aid rules applicable to the banking sector. The temporary framework stresses the need for close European coordination of national aid measures. National support measures should be effective in helping undertakings during the COVID-19 outbreak, but should also ensure that important EU objectives such as the twin transition to a green economy and a digital economy remain on track to be achieved. As listeners will know, both of those transitions are of high importance for the energy sector. The temporary framework then points to the general purpose of EU state aid control of preventing economic war between EU member states. Quotes, EU state aid control ensures that the EU internal market is not fragmented and that the level playing field stays intact. The integrity of the internal market will also lead to a faster recovery. It also avoids harmful subsidy races where member states with deeper pockets can outspend neighbors to the detriment of cohesion within the union. Close quotes. The temporary framework mentions some other measures available to member states to ensure liquidity and access to finance for undertakings, especially small and medium-sized enterprises, SMEs, to allow them to recover from the current situation. Two options do not require the involvement of the Commission. First, the liquidity measures outlined in the 13 March communication that has already been mentioned. Second, support measures under the General Block Exemption Regulation, GBER. Further, member states can notify aid schemes designed under Articles 172b and 107.3c of the Treaty on the Functioning of the EU, the TFEU. Article 107.3c TFEU is the most commonly used justification for state aid measures and it allows, quotes, aid to facilitate the development of certain economic activities or of certain economic areas where such aid does not adversely affect trading conditions to an extent contrary to the common interest. Close quotes. Under Article 107.2b TFU, member states can notify damage compensation measures. It allows, quotes, aid to make good the damage caused by natural disasters or exceptional occurrences. Close quotes. This could in particular concern undertakings in the transport, tourism, culture, hospitality and retail sectors and or organizers of cancelled events. This type of aid is even available to undertakings that have already received support under the Commission's rescue and restructuring guidelines. In fact, the Commission has already used this provision to authorize aid to compensate for damages caused by the corona outbreak and will continue to use it outside the temporary framework. Another possibility for support measures by member states that do not have to be notified to the EU Commission has not been mentioned, namely the minimis support. This allows grants of up to 200,000 euros over a period of three years for most sectors 
and subsidized loans up to 1 million euros over five years or subsidized guarantees for loans of 1.5 million euros over five years under Commission Regulation 1407 of 2013. But now to the temporary framework. The temporary framework outlines measures that the Commission in general considers to be compatible aid under Article 1073b TFEU. Article 1073b TFEU allows, amongst others, aid, quotes, to remedy a serious disturbance in the economy of a member state, close quotes. The Commission is willing to approve such measures very rapidly upon notification by the member state in question. It stresses that member states may of course also notify any additional or alternative measures, both individual measures and aid schemes. The Commission explains its view on the applicability of Article 173b TFEU in this situation as follows. Quotes, Considering that the COVID-19 outbreak affects all member states and that the containment measures taken by member states impact undertakings, the Commission considers that state aid is justified and can be declared compatible with the internal market on the basis of Article 173b TFEU for a limited period to remedy the liquidity shortage faced by undertakings and ensure that the disruptions caused by the COVID-19 outbreak do not undermine their viability, especially of SMEs. Close quotes. The Commission also stresses that, quotes, member states must show that the state aid measures notified to the Commission under this communication are necessary, appropriate and proportionate to remedy a serious disturbance in the economy of the member state concerned, and that all of the conditions of this communication are fully respected. Close quotes. The Commission has not only put the temporary framework in place very quickly, it has also shifted additional staff into the state aid teams of its Directorate General for Competition, DGComp, and asked the aid team of its legal service to prioritize work concerning coronavirus-related state aid decisions. This explains the fast pace at which the first decisions under the temporary framework have been adopted. Until the 27th of March, 14 stated decisions have been taken, approving 22 national COVID-19 related measures. During the financial crisis, the Commission's fastest inter-service consultation required for bank bailout measures is said to have taken just 30 minutes. Well, I don't know if this record has now been broken or not, but it is clear that the Commission's services in question must also this time have worked through the weekend as a number of COVID-19 related decisions have been issued on Saturday and Sunday 21st and 22nd of March. I will now first summarize the five types of stated schemes that have been presented in the temporary framework. Thereafter, I will also mention the five additional types of measures that the Commission has on the 27th of March proposed to include as well. First scheme, aid in form of direct grants, repayable advances or tax advantages under the following conditions. It can be up to 800,000 euros gross per undertaking. The aid needs to be granted on the basis of a scheme with an estimated budget. 
It can only be granted to undertakings that were not in difficulty on the 31st of December 2019, and it has to be granted in 2020. Special conditions apply to undertakings active in the processing and marketing of agricultural products, as well as in the agricultural fisheries and aquacultural sectors. Second scheme, aid in the form of state guarantees and bank loans. State guarantees can be used to ensure that bank loans remain available to companies. Both investment and working capital loans can be supported this way under the following conditions. There are certain minimum levels for the guarantee premiums, depending on whether the recipient is an SME or a large enterprise, and on the loan maturity. The notification of schemes for guarantees with alternative parameters remains possible. For loans with a maturity beyond uh, 31st December 2020, the principal amount cannot exceed twice the annual wage bill of the beneficiary for 2019 or the last available year. It can also not exceed 25% of total turnover of the beneficiary in 2019 or where the beneficiary justifies and self-certifies its liquidity needs, higher loan amounts are possible. For loans with a maturity until the 31st of December 2020, higher loan amounts may be justified provided that the aid remains proportionate. The duration of the guarantee is uh, limited to a maximum of six years and the guarantee cannot exceed 90% of the loan principle where losses are sustained both by the credit institution and the state or 35% of the loan principle where losses are first attributed to the state and only then to the credit institution. This is called a first loss guarantee. Whenever the loan is reimbursed over time, the guaranteed amount has to decrease proportionally. Finally, the guarantee may be granted to undertakings in difficulty, as defined under the Chiber, but only if those difficulties are a result of the COVID-19 outbreak. Third scheme under the temporary framework is aid in the form of subsidized interest rates for loans. This possibility cannot be cumulated with aid in the form of guarantees for loans. Like aid in the form of guarantees for loans, both investment and working capital needs can be supported under the following conditions. The loans need to be granted by 31st December 2020. The interest rates for the loans are set at predetermined reduced rates. Member states may also notify subsidized interest rate schemes for public loans with alternative parameters. The maximum duration is six years. For loans with a maturity beyond 31st December 2020, the same thresholds for the principal amount apply as for aid in the form of state guarantees for bank loans. I've already mentioned those, meaning twice the annual wage bill, 25% of total turnover, higher loan amounts possible under certain conditions, etc. Also, the last two conditions are the same as those for aid in the form of state guarantees for loans. For loans with a maturity until the 31st of December 2020, the loan amount may be higher with appropriate justification and provided that the aid remains proportionate and only undertakings that are in difficulty as a result of the COVID-19 outbreak can receive the aid, etc.
The fourth scheme discussed in the temporary framework relates to aid in the form of guarantees and loans channeled through credit institutions or other financial institutions. To the extent member states use commercial banks as intermediaries to pay out aid to the real economy, the temporary framework clarifies that this will not be considered state aid to the private banks in question, as this would raise complex issues under the rules for state aid to financial institutions, but only as aid to the real economy beneficiary. Certain safeguards are proposed on how to minimize any possible indirect aid in favor of the bank's financial institutions to limit undue distortions of competition. The fifth scheme relates to short-term export credit insurance. The Commission's communication on short-term export credit insurance excludes the coverage of so-called marketable risks by export credit insurance with the support of member states. The temporary framework originally has only offered guidance on additional flexibility that the Commission was willing to apply on the demonstration of a lack of market for coverage under the mentioned Commission communication. On the 27th of March, however, the Commission has decided to temporarily entirely remove all countries from the list of marketable risk countries under its short-term export credit communication. This way, Member States can now make available public short-term export credit insurance in light of the increasing insufficiency of private insurance capacity for exports to all countries in the current coronavirus crisis. As mentioned above, on 27 March, the Commission announced that it plans to add five more schemes to the temporary framework. A proposal had been sent to Member States and the idea is to add them in the course of the week starting on 30 March. Those five additional measures are more support for coronavirus-related R&D to address the current health crisis. More aid is possible if member states cooperate. The second planned additional measure, more support for the construction and upgrading of testing facilities for products needed to tackle the coronavirus outbreak for instance, vaccines, medical equipment or devices, protective material and disinfectants. Member states can also grant no-loss guarantees to provide investment incentives. Also here, more aid is planned to be possible if member states cooperate. Likewise, and this is the third planned measure, more support for the production of products needed to fight the coronavirus. The same conditions apply as for the previous category, no loss guarantees and more aid in case of member state cooperation. Two categories of targeted support are also planned to help avoid layoffs in specific regions or sectors that are hardest hit by the outbreak. The first in the form of deferral of tax payments and or suspensions of employers' social security contributions and, second, in the form of wage subsidies for employees. In an online interview given on Friday, 27 March, Commission Executive Vice President Margaret Vestager mentioned that to further facilitate the member state governments taking similar approaches, a template for stated notifications under the temporary framework had been published. This template 
provides guidance on the general information to be provided in a notification. For instance, the description of the serious disturbance in the relevant member state, the description of the aid measure, confirmations as to the conditions of the temporary framework being met, and a language waiver, which means that in order to speed up the treatment of the notification, member states may waive their right to have the state aid decision adopted in their national language under Article 342 TFEU and agree to a commission decision in English language. In fact, uh, this possibility has even been made use of before this template was available. The template then has also specific sections with guidance on how to notify any of the five schemes addressed in the temporary framework. Just in the first week after the temporary framework has been put in place, until the 27th of March, 14 stated decisions have been issued, approving 22 national COVID-19 related measures, including grants, loans and guarantees of several hundred billions of euros. Just on the side, it is not possible to say how much state aid this involves exactly, because not all details to calculate the aid element of loans and guarantees are publicly available, and some approved schemes lack overall ceilings, for instance, where certain amounts are authorized per undertaking. I will here not mention all approvals, but information on all of them is available on the website of DigiComp. As I had mentioned, there were two approvals under Article 172b TFEU, i.e. outside the temporary framework, relating to two Danish schemes. One measure, already approved on the 12th of March, to compensate damages caused by cancellations of large public events due to the COVID-19 outbreak. And the second measure of 25th of March, 1.3 billion euros to compensate self-employed for damages suffered due to the coronavirus outbreak. Now to the measures under the temporary framework, thus under Article 173b TFU, as I said, I will not mention all of them. On the 21st of March, there was a 300 billion um, approval for three French measures of liquidity support for companies. On the 22nd of March, two German measures providing liquidity in the form of subsidized loans to companies of all sizes up to 1 billion euro per company. On the 24th of March, a German guarantee measure to further support the economy in the coronavirus outbreak. It covers up to 90% of the risk for loans for companies of all sizes. Maturities can be up to five years and loan amounts may go up to 1 billion euro per company. Also on the 24th of March, a German direct grant scheme to support companies affected by coronavirus outbreak. The thresholds of this scheme were exactly the ones of the temporary framework. Yet another approval on the 24th of March relating to 20 billion uh, euro support under Spanish guarantee schemes for companies and self-employed affected by the coronavirus outbreak. Then on the 25th of March, Italian 
state guarantee scheme to support SMEs affected by the coronavirus outbreak. On the 27th of March, a Luxembourg scheme to grant guarantees on loans at favorable terms to help businesses cover immediate working and investment capital needs and continue their activities. And already on the 26th of March, but this is not a commission approval, it's an approval by the EFTA Surveillance Authority, which approved a Norwegian scheme to guarantee up to 4.3 billion euros of loans to SMEs affected by the coronavirus outbreak. Now to offer some concluding observations, there has been some discussion about whether the speed with which the Commission had to react to the crisis might have led to a somewhat rigid temporary framework. This might have induced the Commission to decide at the end of the first week of implementation of the temporary framework to further facilitate the fifth scheme under the framework, meaning the short-term export credit insurance, and proposing to add the mentioned five additional schemes to the temporary framework. Further, since the temporary framework is only based on Article 173b TFU, also the mentioned Articles 172b and 173c TFU might offer additional flexibility to member states when designing anti-corona crisis measures. Finally, on the 27th of March, the Commission's Executive Vice President Margrethe Vestager has said in an online interview that part of the ongoing reviews into stated guidelines would be delayed because of the corona crisis. This will also be due to the prioritization of corona-related stated procedures that I've already mentioned earlier. The mentioned stated guideline reviews have as their key focus to see how stated can be better used to support the EU's transition towards a green and digital economy, the so-called twin transition that I've mentioned earlier. Amongst the delayed guideline reviews are also guidelines of particular importance for the energy sector, such as the guidelines are stated for environmental protection and energy, on the regions in need of support and the important projects of common European interest, IPCEI. Executive Vice President Vestager did not say whether also the adoption of the new ETS guidelines that was planned for the fourth quarter of 2020 might be delayed due to the COVID-19 crisis. At the end of this podcast, I would like to wish all listeners and their families and loved ones to stay safe and healthy. Let's hope that we will soon be over this crisis. Thank you very much for your attention.